welcome to episode 9, Reality Attic Podcast. Thanks for joining me again, and today my guest is Christina. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm actually doing really good. My brother had a baby last night. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, so I am now the proud aunt of a little boy. Nice. I have nieces and nephews on my husband's side of the family, but I didn't really get to spend much time with them growing when they were growing up. So it's, you know, it's yeah, great so that exciting. I'm going to have, like, you know, my brother had a baby. You know, I'm hating COVID, though, because otherwise I would probably be there. Right. <laughs> you know, so How far are you apart? Just four hours, but, oh, okay. you know, they really want to limit the amount of people. How many, yeah, the amount of people that visit, how long they visit and stuff. But I will be heading to Nashville to meet my baby nephew. It's exciting. That's so exciting. Well, congratulations on um, having a nephew. <laughs> All right. So let's get into this episode. Would you yeah. please tell us, like, what was going on on Sunday's episode? Um, yeah, so on Sunday's episode, it started with the HOH competition, and I thought that it was kind of weird because it went back and forth between the HOH competition and the recap from last week, and when I went back and I kind of watched the episode to take some notes for this podcast, I thought it was really interesting that the recap and the HOH competition took 20 minutes of that episode. Wow. Yeah, so I thought that that was really interesting that they put so much emphasis on the Ian eviction when that really hasn't been a thing in any of the past episodes. So I thought that was really interesting. But aside from that, after the HOH competition, we had Memphis win, which also is a little ironic for me because Memphis is like my least favorite person. So for me to, you know, <laughs> be on the podcast and me too. <laughs> <laughs> that Memphis wins, but that's okay. So yeah, Memphis won the HOH competition, and the majority of the rest of the episode was everybody talking about how someone flipped, which obviously, I mean, I guess I'm sure is why the recap to that was 20 minutes long, yeah. but the remainder of the episode, what, like, Devon was mad, like, the whole episode, right? and she thinks that, that David flipped, and she's blaming everything um, on David and in her DRs, we see that Davon is crying, saying like he doesn't even realize that I'm his biggest ally. It's just really emotional, really sad. And then moving forward in the episode, Davon chose they chose the have-nots, and Javon chose Christmas, and and David chose Cody. And I thought that it was also kind of funny that Christmas got so mad at Davon for choosing her as a have-not when, to me, that's the that's 100% what... obvious choice. Right. Why would she not choose <laughs> right. Christmas as her have-not? She just put her and Bailey on the block, the, literally, like, right yeah. before that. Like, why would, why would she? It's a perfect reason to say, hey, look, you put me on the block. I'm putting you on have-not. It's nothing personal. Right. And then, of course, David and Cody have their little silent thing going on between them. So that one didn't really surprise me much either. As far as, like, have-nots go and everything, I thought that everything was kind of the way that I would have expected it to be. Right. So that's one thing that is also, I guess, interesting about this season. This is my first season watching Big Brother, so I'm, you know, trying to kind of learn some things as I go but um I think that it's really interesting that this season I feel like has been really predictable 
Yeah. Like every, you know, like the have nots and they choose those when they put people on the block, it's the same people every single week. Yeah. So, um, it's pretty, pretty from a viewer standpoint, repetitive. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, because just recently within, I would say probably the last week on the live feeds when I'm, I haven't watched all of them. So, I mean, I don't know everything, but I've watched some. And, and one thing that I've noticed is that the people in the committee alliance are saying that they know that this has got to be boring TV. This has got to be terrible. Right. So they, they, they know what they're doing. And it's funny because I feel like clearly they are playing for the prize and not necessarily to make a good TV show. Because if you look at some other TV shows, like I watched The Challenge and you have cast members like Johnny Bananas, who he's basically a producer. Like he would never let a TV show not be good for the viewers. Right. Well, I had I knew it was your first season, but I should have asked you about that at the beginning. No, 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 uh, you're fine. So, yeah, so as a brand new viewer coming into this is it confusing being all-stars no i don't think that the confusingness is being all-stars mainly in the beginning it's just a lot you know it's three days a week there in the very beginning there was the hoh competitions the safety competitions the veto competitions the block the eviction ceremonies like there are so many different things Right. That at first it was just kind of trying to figure out what everything is, I guess. Right. But after, you know, I kind of got it. I mean, I still have some questions. I know I've shot you a couple. I know I, I shoot Danny a couple every once in a while. <laughs> but I still, still learning, but I still think that it's a good show. But I don't think that the all-star aspect of it ha makes really any difference to me other than the fact that there are pregame alliances. Yeah. But I kind of feel like... Since I watched the challenge, and there's a lot of pregame alliances in the challenge, it's not like something that was super different to me or anything like that. Well, one difference between Big Brother and the challenge is they don't typically bring back people very often. So right. as far as it being good TV, I, they probably could care less, uh, the people, you know, because mm -hmm. they're, they want to win. And they're like, you know, I want to win. I don't care if it's boring. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah, but when you look at like the challenge, those people they're hoping to get cast again, so they want to put on a good show. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. It's got to be so hard coming in this season because I would not like it if this was my first <laughs> season. Well, uh, I mean, honestly, like I really like reality TV, so I, that's probably part of it. It gets ignited in me, but for yeah. me, the deception and the lies and the way that everything is just really—it's a—it's a new aspect to me that I just find really intriguing. Especially, I mean, this jumps forward so much but when Devon is saying that she stabbed me in the front she didn't stab me in the back when she's talking about yeah. that it's like well that makes sense because the game is about deception right yeah she was talking about a different season she played with nicole right right yeah, right yeah, yeah. but okay. yes uh this time Nicole's... that was the season that nicole won correct yeah. Yes, yes and Devon, she, she persuaded the jury her way. Uh, so Nicole is grateful, but obviously not grateful enough to keep Devon safe. Yeah, right. and, and well, or mean, to tell her the I truth. Don't think, I don't think that Nicole in this season is is really thinking about anybody than herself. I mean, yeah. she's willing 
to evict Ian, who was her best friend, and she was so emotional about letting go and everything, then I think that if she, she said it, you know, if she can cut Ian, she can cut anyone. Yeah, so let's go back to the first 20 minutes of the show. And we can talk about the vote, uh, I because I saw a lot of this on the live feeds. So basically, Tavon and Kevin were going to vote with the House, and they believed the House was going to vote out in. That was their plan. Right. They were going to vote out in. Then in, you know, I, I talked a lot about this on last week's episode, but in got angry and was really being pushy like you know if you don't vote to keep me i'm i'm not gonna vote for you to win things like that mm-hmm. and right. then he also was kind of desperate and he i i i think i remember mentha saying one time um like this is a completely different ian i've never seen the side of ian before like he just switches flips a switch halfway through through the season like i don't think so like this is not the same person at all so i thought that was kind of interesting too Well, he was under a lot of stress, and as you probably know, he's on the spectrum. Right. And, you know, he normally does some rocking to calm himself, but this was Uh like, this week he was like super fast rocking. I mean, that week he was. Um, He was agitated. You could tell he was not comfortable anymore. So, Cole, Ann was her best friend. She, She asked Danny not to put him up. She said she didn't have much other choice so she put him up and Nicole wanted to keep in because it would benefit her game greatly she had a final two within she also has a final two with Cody so for her having both Cody and in in the house and she also has a final two with Danny so having all three of them in the house she's got three different allies that she knows will not put her up plus the rest of the committee is not going to put her up but if they were to vote out Kyler then the committee would be mad at them and Danny and Nicole would probably be not considered part of the committee anymore and people would go after them so even though Nicole wanted to keep him, she was also perfectly fine not to. <laughs> She's like, I'll do whatever you want, Danny. Danny, tell me what you want to do. And they came up with this plan because she, Nicole did not want Ian to know that she was not voting to keep him. And she wanted to be able to save face in the house. So when Ian said that he could get David's vote would Kevin and Davon vote with him? They're like, well, you still have to have another vote. And he's like, well, I've got Nicole. And he said, I got David. And I don't, I think they might've showed this on TV, all of them going and, and asking David if he was really going to vote with them. Mm-hmm. Did they, show, they showed that on TV, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nobody trusts David. <laughs> this was even before the vote. No one trusts David. One reason they don't trust him is because he lied to everyone about the power he used that week. He tried to convince people he didn't use it on himself, and nobody was buying it. Nobody's believing it, and they're like, why is he lying? He's just lying for no reason. We all know he used it. We all know he used it on himself because who else was going to use it on him? So that that already— Right. He's already—they already kind of just don't trust him in general, some of the people, especially Davon. So— in other situations, it makes sense to pretend that you didn't use something, you know, but in this case, it was just way too obvious. So, David convinced In and Kevin and Davon 
that he was going to vote with them. And uh, Nicole also said they were she was going to vote with them. Well, and Nicole was kind of the ringleader of it. Basically, to get the yeah, votes for him. Right, she is. She is the one who's... But she's ne- she knows she's not going to vote to keep him. She's planning on, already, before they even voted, she was planning on blaming David. Now, do you think that if everybody would have said, if Davon, if Kevin, if David, if all of them would have said, like, no, we're, we're getting rid of Ian... Do you think Nicole would have thrown Ian a vote? Because I think she might have. No. She knew really? that she knew that they were keeping that she knew they were <laughs> she knew I how mean, the votes were going. She already knew how the votes were going. Right, I get that. But I'm saying like if all three of them, if Devon, Kevin, and David all would have said, No, like we're voting out Ian, we don't wanna get oh, exhausted oh. in any kind of crosshair, and she would have been the one and only vote for Ian. Do you think that she would have done it? Because I think she might have. Maybe. Yeah. People would have immediately assumed it was her, though. Yeah. Which I don't think is a bad thing, because everybody knows that they're best friends. I almost think that it's worse that she didn't vote for him. Because that just shows everybody that she's willing to throw her best friend under the bus. And so if she's willing to throw her best friend under the bus then what is she willing to do to Memphis or Christmas or someone who she's aligned with but not really close with? Right. Well, she would have had to have told people in advance, I think, that she was going to give him a sympathy vote. vote. Yeah, Yeah. pity vote, sympathy vote. And if people were like, yeah, okay, then then I think maybe she would have done it then. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she would have just done it and been that sole vote because I think Mm -hmm. it would have been way too obvious. And in the past, you did not have to vote with the House to be considered right. like, you know, you you went against the House. I, I wondered that in, like, the beginning of the of the season, how everybody, you know, it was always, like, 10 to 0 or whatever, you know. And it's always yeah. just like, well, well, why? Why don't you vote the way that you want to vote? Because if everybody voted the way that they wanted to vote instead of following the leader, then the whole game would be completely different. Because and it used there, to be. Nicole, how many times this season, if we're, I feel like we're picking on Nicole right now, but That's whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how many times did Nicole vote against what she and her heart wanted to do? I feel like almost every time. Like, sure, she wanted to get Janelle out, but like, she voted Ian out. She voted Bailey out. She, I mean, she has voted so many people out that I don't think that she really cared to have out. Yeah. I kind of feel like Nicole got herself caught in an alliance that maybe she didn't really want to be in after everything was said and done, and she's in the alliance, so what can you do about it? Well, in her past two seasons, she relied heavily upon being in a tight alliance with a guy, and I don't think she wants to play the game without an alliance. She's been very dependent on alliances in the past. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, well, especially if she knew pre-existing, yes, pre-alliances. Yes, I definitely think that. Oh, I know. I'm almost like I'm pretty much positive she was in a pre-game alliance that Derek I just, set yeah. up. Um, uh huh. I thought her. it was kind of funny too how she, again skipping ahead a little bit, but how in her message to Devon she said, "I've been in an alliance since day two and in my head I was like. Probably, like, 30 <laughs> days before it even started. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, she's... <laughs> that's true, but she can't say that, or they'll take... Right. A, or she'll be oh, disqualified, yeah. and they'll, they won't... They, she can't win. 
So yeah, that's the best she could do. So she set David up. She set him up. And Danny, even if Nicole voted to keep in, uh, Danny did not want that blood on her hands. She did not want to have to pick between in and Tyler because it was going to be messed up either way. So Danny asked her, you know, let's please don't vote to keep him. Please don't keep him. And she's like, all right, I'll do what the head of household wants. So Davon and Kevin, they did the, she convinced Davon and Kevin that she was absolutely voting with them and that if, you know, if she wasn't sure about David, you know, I don't know if David's going to keep his word. She was already planting those seeds before they even voted. Then as soon as the voting was done, she went, you know, she was going to Davon saying, you know, I can't believe this. I can't believe I voted to keep him and he's gone. Really playing it up, crying and things like that. And I mean, I'm not saying some of the tears might not be real. She was maybe able to have her emotions about Ian going home come out. But she was crying, saying, oh no, I can't believe we tried to keep him and he didn't stay. And, you know, and David really screwed up our game now, you know, stuff like that. She truly convinced Davon. So Davon went to David and immediately was like, why did you flip on the vote? And he's like, I didn't. She's like, mm-hmm. She's like rolling her eyes at him and saying, yeah, okay, sure. And this was not on TV and will not be, but um, on the feeds, basically she called him a Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. And for people that don't know what an Uncle Tom is, it basically means someone that goes against their race. Typically a black person, but it, it could be anyone. But yeah, it's typically means it's a black person that is going against black people. They're not helping them, they're hurting them. And so she called him that, which is a very... I mean, very big, horribly horrible thing to say to someone. Very offensive, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very offensive. Um, I think she also uh, said some other stuff to him, but that was, to me, that stood out. And and she thought he was lying the, up until she left, you know. And she did not realize that he did vote for end of stay. Yeah. And she saw that, okay, I see what Nicole was doing now. I thought I was really tight with Nicole and Danny, but they were using me. They were lying to me. So I, I would doubt that uh, either one of them will get Davon's vote <laughs> if they make it that far, which I don't think they will. So that's probably why they spent so much time at the beginning of the episode is because some of this was last minute. It was. Well, even when we when I went into um, episode two and episode three of this week, there was a recap of, of Ian's eviction at the beginning of every every single one of them. So I thought that it was interesting that even on the night of like eviction night on Thursday, they still had the recap from the previous Thursday yeah. because sending Ian home and that lie was such a big deal right. during this week. Yes, that was a big deal. And Davon and Kevin blamed David for them being on the block because they felt like, okay, everyone knows we voted against the House, so that's why we're up, but that's not true. So we'll we'll get to that in a minute. 
Did anything so, anything else happen on the first episode? If yeah, so on that first episode, only a couple other things happened, and I would say one of the biggest things that happened um, that we haven't talked about yet is that Memphis made a deal with David to not win the power of veto, he Correct. and keep the nominations the same. And the reason that he did that um, is because he wanted to backdoor him. Yes. So he promised him and made him a deal that he would not put him on the block if he did not win the power of veto. So right. he made that deal with David, which we all know is bullshit, but helped David to solidify his position so that when he was talking to Davon and when he was talking to Kevin, they already didn't want to choose him. Because they be didn't trust him. If they got, yeah, if, yeah. They, if they got the choice because they didn't trust him. And then just like making that deal, you could tell that he had it in the back of his mind every single time he was talking to them. I, I want to say maybe it was kevin on lifey's that kevin was like you would take me off the block right and david's just kind of quiet for a little bit and then he's like yeah it's like okay you liar yeah you paused too (laughs) i I think i saw that you paused too long right (laughs) yeah if you pause that long you're lying (laughs) yeah um so then the um nominations that week were kevin and davon obviously and Memphis explains that it was because Davon used the power of veto on Kevin, and the power of veto is the most powerful tool in the game, and so right. it put a target on their backs. So that is pretty much, um, I guess, episode one. Well, I saw this on the feeds. Okay, so on the feeds, Memphis was having telling people that he had this big plan for the week. But mm-hmm. he wasn't going to tell anyone what not it even was. Cody. Nope, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm not telling anyone until after the veto meeting. Because too much stuff goes around in this house. And I hate, you know what? I hate those noises they make when they're trying to, like, say people are, like, sneaking around talking. I can't even really do it. They're like, or something like that. I guess it's supposed to sound like a rat. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's like, okay. it's always so weird to me. So episode two kind of starts with a conversation between Davon and Kevin. Davon tells Kevin, there's one of two things that are happening right now. Either Memphis and David are aligned now, or Memphis wants to backdoor him. Right. Devon is smart, and so she already kind of had that in her head and knew that that, that was a possibility going into the power of veto. So with the power of veto, they were able, they drew out of the bag, and Memphis picked Tyler's name, and then Devon and Kevin both got Housecast's choice. So Devon picked Nicole, and Kevin picked Danny, and then after they chose who was going to be playing in the power of veto, then Memphis went and told Danny, Nicole, and Tyler to throw it yes. and told them then at that point about his plan to backdoor David. And it was really interesting, too, in my opinion, because after Memphis left the room, whether it was in a DR, I think it was Tyler's was in a DR, and then Nicole and Danny were talking to each other. I but think all three, I, Tyler went and told Cody. Well, all three said that it was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was not a good game move and that they did not understand it. Like, David's not a threat. If you wanted to get David out, just get him out. Basically, like, why are you trying to backdoor David of all right. people? Right. Who's not 
want anything other than that basement comp, which ended up probably saving him. So that was oh, yeah. a good comp to win, but he has not shown himself to be, like, this great comp player. Right. And then after Memphis has this conversation with Tyler, Danny, and Nicole, then that's when he goes to Dave, Quinn, and Kevin and tells them about his plan and says, you guys don't have anything to worry about. You guys are not my target. I'm backdooring David. And then they're like, oh, okay. And, you know, Devon is kind of like, oh, this is kind of what I was hoping for. Like, as long as David's the target, you know, like, I'm not the target and I'm not going home. So that's kind of how all of that started to play out. And then after that, it gets to Zingbot. I and love Zingbot. <laughs> I love Zingbot. Yeah, I know. When when you asked me, like, are you sure you want to record or whatever? And I was kind of like, oh, make it work. I was like, no, like, I'm definitely talking about Zingbot. Because that, <laughs> that shit is hilarious. I was, like, laughing so hard. I know. The I whole love time. <laughs> I kind of wrote down, you know, what, what each person's one was. So I don't know if you wanted to, you know, talk about each of them individually or just kind of some of the good ones. Or... Yeah. What do you think was a, a good one? Well, I think the best one was definitely Nicole's. <laughs> It was the the song and uh, oh my god yeah <laughs> like here comes the bride she loves to whine and cry every time I hear her voice I want to fucking die that was the best one for sure <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny anyway I thought that was hilarious and um if you like really watch it then you see that like after Zingbot is done like I don't know zinging Nicole I guess. Yeah. You see that Memphis and Cody are both literally on the ground rolling laughing. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> so, so that one was definitely, I think, the best thing. Yeah. And so I think that one was definitely the best one. I thought it was cool that, you know, they, regardless if it was because she lost every show that she's on or not, I thought that it was cool that they mentioned the challenge for Devon. Yes, um, I did like that. Yeah, to be to have another show like that mentioned on CBS, such a major network, right? Yeah, yes, thank you. Such a major network, I think that's a really big deal, and I think that that's awesome that she was able to uh, show that representation and spread that. So I thought that that was really good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it made me wonder if CBS, if Viacom had not bought, well, Viacom already owned CBS. Let's just say. If CBS if didn't they buy MTV or whatever, if they hadn't merged, mm -hmm. yes, that's what I'm trying to figure out, uh, would they have <laughs> actually said that? Because there's been people on there. Actually, I'm trying to remember if anybody has gone back on the show since they've been on the challenge, and I guess not. I, I guess don't no. think they have, no. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess not. So maybe they would have if it had been, like, if Bailey was still there. I don't know. If they would have mentioned the challenge, though, I think they would have said something about Swaggy or something. Uh, for for Bailey? Yeah. Yeah, but if we would have got Josh and Casey, then they might have, oh, especially yeah. Josh. Josh would have been about crying. <laughs> He's been zinged before. <laughs> it, it definitely would have. Zingbot comes on every season. Well, not every season. I don't remember what season he started, but last Most seasons. several seasons. Well... I always tell people to watch seasons 2 through 10. They're the better seasons, and that's before they started doing new school style where everybody does the exact same thing. But, you know, 
it is also everyone's gonna do the exact same thing if they come in six people together and then the rest of the house doesn't know you know that makes it a lot harder to play right and, and also I, I know we're just going for but also i've never seen a season where the underdogs don't get a single win, win. <laughs> like they need to win we an had hoh about power of vetoes we did, you know, have um, Kevin win his power veto. Right, we, we have, have had Avon that. Win hers. So it's not like they haven't won anything, but they just haven't been in a position of so much power but, that they're able to Right, but we still have those six people. So in a, it is crazy in a that normal season, they, someone they would win. Single, <laughs> the committee has won every single, every single uh, HOH besides one and Enzo won that and I feel like Enzo is like kind of sort of a committee member but not really I mean he's definitely not part of the committee but he is a he knows all about it though he has a final yeah. two deal with Cody he has a final three deal yeah yeah and mm-hmm. well and yeah actually, well he has two final two deals now with the committee one with Cody and one with Memphis right but Cody, yeah, he has, Cody has many, uh, a couple of the final twos. I don't know if Nicole is his real one or if Enzo is his real one, but I do not believe that he's, that Memphis is his actual final two. Except for the fact that if you can't beat Memphis in the end, then you don't deserve to win. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that. I definitely, definitely. No, I'm trying to remember what some of the other zings were that were really um, funny. I Memphis's was, was pretty funny. Memphis um. was really good. <laughs> Most people think of you as Dan's number one, but to me, you're more of a giant number two. Yes. And then it cuts to uh, <laughs> David talking about what a piece of shit he is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He really is, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Just, I mean, I don't like Memphis at all. I think he's awful. So I don't like I him that, either. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, David's was good too, just right off the bat. I can't believe I'm here on Big Brother Ulcers. I also can't believe you're here, David. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. And then I thought that um, Christmas was really good. A lot of they were oh, all yeah. good. Christmas was I, good too. Actually, Christmas yeah. was really good. What's the difference between Christmas and the holiday season? One is cold, stress-inducing, and annoying, and the other is the holiday season. Yeah, I mean, I totally knew it was coming, but it's still funny. <laughs> and, and then I think it was Cody was maybe in the diary, and he's like, or Tyler. I don't know. It was Tyler. Okay. He's like, we we have to Tyler's live with like, her. Tyler's like, you know, this. we have to live with her, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Tyler. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember which one it was, but yeah. So, yeah, those uh, were some good zings. I do love Zingbot, and I yeah, uh, look uh-huh. forward to seeing him again. I didn't really get Enzo's. <laughs> what did he say about Enzo? Oh. What's more pathetic than a man in his 40s that still calls himself Meow Meow? Nothing. I don't yeah. know. What, does he call himself Meow Meow? What is that? That's his nickname. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm just, like, too new to know that. I yeah, know. well, yeah, he calls, himse- <laughs> he calls himself the Meow Meow, and it is weird. You know, hey, it's like, hey, hey, come talk to Meow Meow. I'm the Meow Meow. Yeah, like, he does say that. Okay. That's really weird. Okay. I didn't really understand that one. I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, he talked Uh once on the feeds about how he got that nickname. You should probably just look that up. Okay. Okay, I can look that up. And just in case you want to know where he got the name. And then Cody's was, um, I don't know, I 
Mike made fun of his intelligence. It was okay, but it wasn't the greatest. He says, you're a perfect 10, but enough about your IQ. And then it cuts to Nicole saying that I told Cody, <laughs> yeah. time I told Cody that I was pescatarian and he thought that it was a religion. I've, yes, I will tell you that I've seen on the live feeds at least, at least six times where someone uses a word and Cody says, what's that mean? And they're like, you don't know that? <laughs> um, Ian, oh man, Ian was talking to him about someone being more pliable. You know what pliable means, right? Uh-huh. So he's, so yeah, so Ian's like, there's more pliable people than so-and-so. And Cody said, pliable? He said, look at you with those fancy words. I'm going to start using fancy words. <laughs> Just like. He really is the dumbest one if we're going to talk about that. That's so funny. His vocabulary is not very good. (laughs) That's hilarious. I mean, he's probably pretty regularly, he's like, what does that mean? What's that mean? (laughs) Right. So, you know, it made sense (laughs) to me, but I can see they maybe haven't shown enough of that. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... I get that he's, you know, not the brightest crayon in the box, but I just thought that, you know, there were some other really good things. I, I don't know. I just. Oh, well, yeah. They can't all be the best. <laughs> right. Exactly. And then Kevin's pretty good. Um, I have a nickname that has a good, a great ring to it mm-hmm. for Kevin, and it was boring. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yes, he is boring. I feel like at the same time, he's put in this position where if he goes kind of crazy or wild or tries to do something he's just gonna go home so it's Mm -hmm. i have been disappointed in this season watching kevin because he's not really playing the same game he played before but i like i said i feel like he has he's been in survival mode since the beginning and once you're in survival mode yeah yeah he has a lot so yeah i think that probably covers yeah, the um, last one right? is Tyler, the oh. only one we haven't talked about, and that was who says oh, the winner yeah. gets the girl, not the 500k, a liar. Yes. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. That but was hilarious, I, and he did say, um, he said, that's not true, Zima, or mm-hmm. something like that. He's like, it is worth it. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's something he Angela had said. I've I've seen her. Um, oh yeah, she has post beautiful. stuff. So I mean, yeah, they I, had. I, a, I can't fault him for that because he does have a, a very very beautiful girl. Yeah, she's beautiful and she has a cookbook. Okay. <laughs> and a jewelry company. <laughs> Just wondering how if you've heard him say this. He said it like a, so a many couple, times. A couple times. A couple <laughs> I times. hear him talk about every time they're cooking food or whatever. I'll hear, like, if it's something that she has in her cookbook, he'll, she'll, he'll go, oh, Angela has this recipe in her cookbook. It's so good. It's <laughs> like, nobody wants to buy your girlfriend's vegan cookbook. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> uh, we're not, I'm not a vegan, and I don't care about your jewelry. But, yes, that is what he said. He, he should have won the last season. He was, I mean, not, uh, no, not last season, season before that. Um, uh-huh. His season, he was 
definitely the mastermind behind like everything but there's jury management and the problem is is he made everybody think he was like their best friend then he would vote him out and so he ended up with a bitter jury that voted for Casey who kind of just hid in the shadows the whole season she was good at comps but her personality you probably saw it on the challenge uh-huh. she doesn't have have this big personality and the only reason we saw as much of her on the challenge is because Anani or Anissa or Bailey, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Casey definitely didn't stand out as this big character or as a big mastermind. Basically, when he got close to the end, Casey just started winning a bunch of the comps and made That's it to what the I final was just, two. Yeah, I mean, curious about because in the challenge, what stuck out to me about her was that she was good at competition. She is good at comps, but in her season, she didn't win it if it wasn't really needed. You know, while mm-hmm. Tyler was like all out, going all out for it. She was a nice person that got along with everyone, and right. so you know that's how she won is because people didn't dislike her and they were mad at Tyler basically but Tyler truly should have won so when he lost he did say that he didn't lose that he won because he found like the woman he loves or something like that it's really sweet and Mm -hmm. and everything and I didn't think they'd make it this long but it's been like I don't know like two years a couple years yeah same amount of time that Bailey and Swaggy have been together because they were also uh, showmance on that season right <laughs> so mm-hmm. that was a good season for showmances yeah because they also had Fessy had a showmance and I oh yeah with Haley they just it broke was just up like recently a, yeah I was just gonna say like a month ago or so yeah so, yeah yeah That's- so yeah right there was three uh mm-hmm. Fessy and her didn't really have their romance until after the show I mean, oh, really? He, he, fl- he definitely was like, I want to be with her. He thought she was an angel, like the most amazing person ever. And he wasn't confident enough to like really make a lot of moves. And she knew he had a crush on her, but she just didn't feel it. Once they got out of the house and started spending more time together, then they quickly became a couple. I think, you know, it was just different once they could actually go out on, on dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, yeah, the show did produce three romances, I guess, two of which mm-hmm. survived and one that survived a long time. Right, absolutely. So, I guess getting back to that um, second episode there, after yeah. Zingbot and everything, then they had the Zing ti- Tiger Veto competition. Right. And in that competition, they had to go around and match the right little stuffed animal tiger thing and put it in the right cage. And it was a timed event. Memphis had told Danny, Nicole, and Tyler to throw it. But then if you, like, look at the times, which I have written down, you can see that Kevin and Davon, I love Davon. I do not want her on the block. I do not want her to go home. But she's not great great at comps. (laughs) No, she did terrible. And same with Kevin. And then followed by Nicole, which she hasn't been great at comps either. But then when you get down to Memphis, Danny, and Tyler, all of them are fairly close together. And clearly, since they are so close together, Tyler and Danny didn't throw it. No. Like Memphis had wanted them to. So Tyler ends up winning the power of veto, and Memphis is mad. And so afterwards, Tyler, you know, says, like, I have some explaining to do. And him and Memphis have a talk, and Memphis is like, obviously, you didn't throw it. Tyler's very good at comps. Yeah, uh huh. He's fast. 
Yeah, I saw him running through there. You know, like, man, Tyler would be fast. one I think might not be terrible on the challenge. From honestly. what I understand, he was asked and said no. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know okay. if maybe he would go, maybe if they asked him again, but I think he's in this. Him and Angela have been traveling the world. They're in a little bubble. They're in their bubble. I think he only left it for this because it's all, it's stars. all stars. And he, I mean, that's a big pride thing. Plus, he gets to advertise their jewelry company and their cookbook quite a lot. <laughs> So yeah, I don't. So, I think he came on honestly to sell stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so then during that conversation with Memphis, Tyler, at that point is when he suggests that he doesn't really want to use the the power of veto, and he thinks that they should get Devon out. And he mentioned, oh, like, do you notice that they picked Nicole and Danny? Yeah. To compete or whatever, and like house guest choice. That, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like there's there were like a couple different things that he had mentioned. Basically, it was about the girls' alliance. So then they decide, okay, well maybe that is a better idea to get Davon out because if we get Davon out, then we're breaking up Kevin and Davon, who have proved to be a duo that stick together because of the veto. They are also breaking up the. I think it was maybe Tyler, maybe it was Memphis that said. I see Devon as a warrior for Nicole and Danny. Devon is going to take out the people that they don't want to. Yeah. So I that's when that it kind of switches. Yeah. So that's when it kind of switches to them. And then after that, they go into the veto ceremony. And Tyler asks if they have anything they want to say. Kevin, speech is super short. It essentially just says, appears to be hopeful. I mean, it's a little more than that, but that's the gist of it. But yeah. then... Devon starts calling people out and she says this plan was in motion it started with Christmas and then she's pointing at people and I'm not quite sure who exactly she's pointing at but she's just she, calling people she out. She pointed at Memphis, Cody and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then she says so I'm not going to ask you to use the veto. I know you're not going to use it. So then of course Tyler doesn't use the veto because he never <laughs> planned on using would it. would have anyway but. <laughs> no he wasn't going to use it. No, he definitely wasn't, but it was just like, okay, well, thanks for sealing the, sealing the deal. Right. So then that's kind of where episode two ends, and we get into episode three. Well, so I think the reason Davon gave her speech is, one, Memphis told them, we're going to backdoor David, or he told them, you're safe, don't worry, that kind of stuff. That was one thing. And then so whenever everything was going on, she felt like they had been lying to her. She felt like Christmas targeted her and Bailey for the wrong reasons. And that since then, that this has been the plan to get Davon out. And that part of it was the, the voting. Like, there was a lot of stuff that she's thinking in her head. This is against me. This is against me. This is against me. And mm -hmm. it's not, it's more of, there's only so many people in the house. And she... She knows there's a large group wearing it, but she doesn't know there's six people. Did you watch Tiger King? I have not. Okay, so that comp was basically making fun of Tiger King the whole time. Uh, uh, the name of the park was, uh, I don't remember what it was, but it was close to Joe Exotic, uh, which is the guy's name, you know. Uh-huh. And, um... 
So yeah, that that's what the veto comp was. Is like you got to get your tiger to its cage, and it was trying to make it seem like it was like a, a Tiger King's, the Tiger King's Park or something. Okay. Which I thought was funny because a lot That'd of people be and relevant because <laughs> a lot of people yeah. did watch it. Yeah. Sure. Um. So that was that. Okay. So this is how it fell into place because Nicole lied about the vote. Davon mm-hmm. did not trust David, therefore they did not pick him to be in the veto, to be their house guest choice, because mm-hmm. I do believe if he had won, he would have taken one of them off. If Regardless of his deal with Memphis? Yeah, I don't think he trusts Memphis. Uh, why would he? <laughs> you know, Memphis right. hasn't treated him all that great. Yeah, I get that, but I also see him as, like, being really, really desperate to fit in. So I could see him, like, wanting to, like, oh, Memphis, like, finally, finally I'm in, you know. Yeah, yeah, well. But maybe not. So they made those choices, which made everyone suspicious and start thinking, oh, wow, they're in an alliance with Danny and Nicole. So, right. yeah, we need to split Which this they, up. The episode three starts with Tyler talking about okay. that mm-hmm. with Christmas. Yeah, so Tyler they're just basically, they're basically, but other than the fact that this started with six-person alliance, the thing that really was kind of the down kind of the um, domino effect was that whole in vote, which is why yeah. they've been showing it a lot. Episode three just starts with Tyler and Chris is talking about how Davon is a, that warrior that we talked about right. for Danny and Nicole. So now Tyler's talked about it with Memphis. He's talked about it with Christmas. He's talked about it with multiple people. And he's really planting that bug in everybody's ear that those three are aligned. And then after that, conversation memphis has a conversation with kevin and pretty much tells him that he's staying and then in in kevin's dr he even says like did memphis just tell me that i'm staying like (laughs) i mean he didn't directly say like yes you're it's you but like he pretty much told him you don't have anything to worry about you're you're not you're not my target this like you're a pawn yeah so then after that it goes back to davon and nicole it talks about Devon asking Nicole directly about the vote. And Nicole lies and says that I did what I said I was going to do. And she, like, clarifies and she says, so did you vote out Ian? And she said that she voted to keep Ian. And she says, I don't want to bash David. We are here for the same reason. We are the only people that look the same. Like, we have to stay together, and I don't want to be bashing David and be wrong. So, game aside, if you did this, please tell me, because I'm saying some pretty awful things to David right now, and I just need to know if I'm coming at him, and like, sideways. Like, I'm, right. if I'm coming at him in the wrong way. And Nicole still, like, swears up and down that she's telling her the truth. Yeah. Now, I guess we should maybe side note a little bit here because it's around this time in between episode two and episode three that the feeds were down for like 22 hours. Yeah, I know. I have no, nobody knows what happened. There, yeah. I mean, I've seen like a million and one theories online. Yeah. I thought that it for sure had to do with the neighbor. I was like, they have to be filming something with the neighbor that they don't want us to see. 
but it didn't, and so I have no idea now. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't see the neighbor that much, so, yeah, it doesn't seem like that was it. Well, and what we saw was also after the live eviction, so it would have been live, what we saw. So, it definitely wasn't that, but when it was going on, like, real time, that's what my thought was. Oh, like, the neighbor must be there, and they just don't want us to see it, but... I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of felt the same way as what it was, but I don't know. I've heard so many rumors that, like, a cameraman got, you know, tested positive for COVID, and just, like, I mean, nobody I, actually well, knows. Well, it happened right after there was another wall yeller. <laughs> yes, I thought about that, too. They have had, uh, this is, they've never had anywhere near this much uh, wall yelling. Um, what do you think about wall yellers? they're funny i like them i think it's great <laughs> personally <laughs> they I don't know. are funny I'm... but at the same time when you have someone yell over the wall what's going on it affects the game significantly yeah i thought that the first wall yeller and when ian was putting all those puzzle pieces together he figured it out he literally figured almost every single alliance right. out he figured it all out that guy is so freaking smart, it's crazy. Oh, he's like, very smart. But the thing is, with Ian, is that was his turning point. And I, it could have gone either way. Yeah. Like, I, when the wall yeller started, and when he's rocking back and forth on the hammock, and he's talking to himself that morning, which was so ironic and for me personally, because I literally turned on the live feeds that morning, and, like, I watched him for, like, a minute. And, I, and then I turned off live feeds because I was like, okay, he's just waking up. He's not saying anything. He's not talking to anybody. Yeah. And then I, like, get on Twitter, like, a half an hour later, an hour later or something. And it's like, Ian had this huge epiphany and figured everything out. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go back and watch it, of course. Yeah. But if he would have won that HOH or if Nicole or just anyone, like, you know, like anyone outside of the committee minus Nicole, really then I think that he had the information to completely flip the game. And if nothing else, that is almost reason alone for Danny to have been like, no, now is actually the time to get Ian out. Otherwise, all of our games are going to blow up because they would have. Right. The, well, I feel like two different ways about the wall yellers. I do think they're funny, and I, I, do, I would like to see a change in the game. But Especially this season. Yes, definitely this season. But at the same time, I feel like it's not supposed to be part of the game. Right. So it changes it in a way that's maybe not natural. You know what sure. I mean? Well, and especially since they don't show any of that on TV. Yeah. Um, I think that that's the big part of it that to me is like, okay, well, yeah. maybe not. Because it's it was such a – especially that Ian – pivotal moment was such a huge thing it just seemed like a lot was left out and it was yeah so i guess i don't know i guess transitioning moving on from that in episode three the next thing that they that was really talked about was that alliance that we had kind of touched on and that is the wise guy alliance yes the wise guys so that that formed in episode three this week and memphis and enzo are the two wise guys and they have a final two so now memphis and Enzo both have a final two with Cody. And then Memphis, Enzo, and Cody are wise guys. And then Memphis, Enzo, and Christmas are also wise guys. Which I thought was a really interesting... It's smart. Yeah. That way mm-hmm. if you slip up, 
Except for it's not really that smart because you can clearly see that Enzo and Cody are are, their, are each other's number ones, or at least Cody is Enzo's number one. Yeah. Because Enzo told Cody about the right. other Wise Guy alliance with Christmas. Yeah, Memphis waited too late <laughs> to start trying to figure this stuff out, and he's just too laid well, and he back. Didn't think of a good name to... because I feel like it's almost obvious, not obvious, but like almost that Christmas could, in a way, and end up getting suspicious of it. Because she even says, like, when he says, the wise guys, yeah. she's like, I'm not a guy. Yeah, <laughs> he explains that, though, that it's, like, more of a... Like, street term, yeah. Yeah, you know, but... it's not necessarily means you have to be a guy. It's more about... Kind of being your... a smartass. Yeah, kind of, yeah. And he named, like, the committee. Like, he seems to be like he's really into naming stuff. <laughs> Right. Like, right. he's like, I thought about this for a long time, and we're going to be the wise guys. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I don't think there's anyone in the house that wants to have a final two deal with Memphis unless it's because they think they can beat him. He, I, think I, I think anybody could beat him. I think everyone could beat him. Because here's the deal. These three people are most likely going to be in the jury. Davon... Kevin and David and those three people are not going to vote for him. So right. that's already three votes. He's probably Even not going to get. that. Ian is not voting for Memphis. Mm. No way. It depends on who he's sitting next to I guess. But yeah. Well, see, oh I guess he Ian, wouldn't have seen the yeah, Ian doesn't know that they were making fun of him. Right. Yeah. I feel Gosh, bad. Ian, like, he's going to feel crushed when he gets out and he sees that I know. A, like, Nicole is against him. That must have been hard. I, I like the way that he handled himself. Like, actually, like, that was a good move. You know, like, yeah. that, you know, that was nice, but I feel bad for him. I do, too. I really like um, him a lot. And everyone that comes out, Julie's like, I love you so much. I'm a big fan. I'd hug you if I could. But, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm wondering... When's the first time someone's going to come out and she doesn't say something like, <laughs> I'm a big fan of yours. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> That's so funny. Because she has I said that to, like, almost uh -huh, everyone. Because they're all all-stars, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's funny. So then moving on, Christmas has a conversation with David, and she's trying to get David to trust her. So she tells David that she believes him about Nicole. And that is the first person who has said, I believe you, that Nicole right. is the one that flipped the boat, not you. Right. So he's, like, super excited about that. And then she offers to take him to top eight if he is willing to vote out Davon. Which they didn't need. I think that kind of put the nail in the coffin for him. I think that that conversation helped for him to evict Davon. It, it wasn't going to matter. You know? Oh, it wouldn't have mattered either way because well, she didn't have the votes. Well, she had Danny and Nicole. They legitimately wanted to keep her this week. They, Danny, I saw some stuff with Danny in um, on the feeds where she's talking about how much she loves Davon and how they've been working together for all this time. I'm like, what is she talking about? She's like delusional because early on in the game, she didn't trust Davon and she didn't want her to stick well, around. That happened like halfway through. Right, and even then, they just lied to her. The week before about the vote but they want to keep her nicole especially i think wanted to keep her because she felt so guilty so christmas sees this and it starts telling people that she thinks they had a pre-game alliance as like what 
why what you know well, like wh- how well, would that doesn't make any sense whatsoever so anyways that's what christmas was thinking and i honestly think christmas has really just wanted to get rid of davon ever since that week because she knows mm-hmm. how davon because they feels. got in a fight yes yes and and she thinks that's why she was put on uh have not because she still has a big grudge against me well like we already said it just made sense and then christmas like i'm just gonna give it to her next week davon had two votes she if she could have got david she would have had three votes but can we back up just a small smidge to davon's eviction speech because i would feel super remiss if we did not talk about how powerful that was yeah. Before we go, moved oh. on to, you know, who evicted her, which is... Oh, well, no, I wasn't going to say who evicted her. I was just basically saying, I don't think she could have got the votes. Even with David, that's only three votes. She needed right. four votes. She needed four. And she needed Christmas's vote, and she wasn't going to get it because Christmas is part of the committee, yeah. which, for whatever reason, nobody really knows. Yeah, I, well, she... <laughs> I feel like they've, like, I feel like a lot of people have figured out who a lot of the alliances are and who is in the committee, but the one person I feel like they're always missing is Christmas. Well, Davon has believed Christmas and Tyler are working together. Sure, but that's two people. There's six people right. in the committee. Well, yeah. You yeah, know? that's true. Because Christmas and Tyler have a final, too. Right. That could be to- that's totally separate from the committee. Yeah, that's true. And six people is a lot to, well, that's a big alliance. And since there hasn't been any kind of power change in charge of the house, it's been, there's been no real way to know who's fighting for who. Right. So, you know. Just backtracking a little bit to yeah, that, go ahead. that eviction speech there. But, wow, that was some powerful, powerful stuff. Um, you know, yeah. I loved how they, I didn't realize that the first person to ever walk into a Big Brother house was a black woman. And I think that that is great that, you know, she's able to say that. Rest in peace to Cassandra. I did um, look her up after that. And after Julie said rest in peace or whatever. And it looks like in 2019, she died in a car accident. So that is very sad. Um yeah, and then um, Danielle Reyes, I believe she was rumored to be on this season, but then obviously she was not, so it well, was People were to... hoping, I know they were hoping. She's a great player. She really is. she? Okay. Yeah. Well, and again, I've never seen, you know, right. this is my you first know. season, but I see things, I read things, I'm yeah. kind of in the know, but not really. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if they asked her or anything, but I know that a lot of people were like, hoping. They really wanted her. Yeah. I, I saw her name, like, circulating, I guess. I don't know, but I, I just recognized the name, you know, when she said it. Yeah. And then she says that she has the desire to join the 21, season of, uh, 21 seasons of winners, and that none of them look like her, and that and she, like, ends it with saying, we can do it, it just hasn't been done, and she thanks God, and saying, you know, like, she's not going out without a fight. And that's when she also mentioned she's going to remember when she goes to the jury, those who stabbed her um in the back and not stabbed her in the front i mean overall i just really think that davon has just been killing it with the speeches which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody i used to you know watch her her challenge recap videos and she's always uh, ever since she's been on the show ever since every season she's been on 
She gives great speeches. I mean, really good speeches. And then Kevin's was okay. I thought that it was good that he talked about the diversity inclusion in different companies and uh, to yeah. like look at he like challenged all of the viewers to look up five different companies and their to see if their board had diversity and that includes gender not just race mm-hmm. and i thought that that was great but he spoke so fast because of davon's speech that yeah had i not been like listening to listen for it for this podcast i would have totally missed if that was even a thing yeah so, but it was a good speech it was just rushed which isn't really his fault right but, um you know of course he knew that he was staying, and Kev- and uh, Davon knew that she was going, so there wasn't a whole lot more that he really needed to be said. So then after that, we get into the voting, and like you said, Nicole and Danny were the only ones that voted to keep Davon, right. and, and everybody else voted her out. So, of course, she ends up leaving, and when she goes and talks to Julie, the first thing that she says is how relieved she is to be out of that house. That yeah. she's so sick of that those people after seven weeks of being in there with them, like she's yeah. she's relieved. It's very she, it was you could tell it was an extremely stressful season for her. Yeah, Julie asked like, well, why do you think that they picked Kevin? And she said, Kevin can be puppeted. Like I love Kevin, but they know that I'm not. They're not going to be able to get me to do their little song and dance. Like right. I'm not. I'm not going to. So. I don't know. I've never watched any of the Big Brother rewinds. Maybe I should. So I don't really know what after that. I don't know if you watched it or not. But I have. I always forget to watch them. But <laughs> I haven't I, watched. If they any, would put so. them on CBS All Access, then I would see it and I'd look at it. You know, like why do I have to go to this website to re- to see? You know, you'd think they could right. put it That's on weird. on there. You would think that they would. You would think That's so. Weird. And something else that you would. I would have liked for them to put on there is um, where we can see what everybody said in the diary room because they only show us a couple of goodbye messages. Right. That makes sense, too, because I was just going to say they showed four goodbye messages, one from Kevin, one from Tyler, one from David, and one from Nicole. That's um, typical. Like, they usually show three or four depending mm-hmm. on how long they are. And they decide which ones we see. To show. Yeah, so right. we don't even know. I mean... It makes well, I mean, sense it makes to sense. show Nicole, it, for sure. It makes sense to show, I think, all of them that they showed for Davon, because Kevin, of course, you know, that goodbye, they were really close, you know, and he was just, he's saying that it was a dream come true to be able to, to play with her, you know, like, that was great. He I was so was sweet. Appropriate. Tyler, I think that Tyler's was okay, too, because he talks about that six-person alliance, which... Every single person that has come out and been evicted so far has been told about that six-person alliance, whether it be from Julie or from um, one of the goodbye messages. Every right. single person, every one of them has been told about that alliance. Yes. So, Tyler, this is the second time Tyler has listed who is in the alliance. Not just I'm working uh-huh. with, the like Nicole said, I'm working with a big group of people or something like that. But I think Tyler has learned from his earlier season about jury management. And that so, you say, so he says, like, it's me, Memphis, Cody, Christmas, Nicole, and Danny. Right. So that, well, first of all, if it comes to the end and it's between him and someone else, he wants people to know, look, I'm not the only one that voted for you. These people did, too. And also, I think he just feels like being honest about it is the best way to manage the jury. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's definitely trying a different style um, than he did, than he did before. 
Yeah, and he's also used to being in control, and I, I've noticed that, like, he doesn't like the fact that he's not the ringleader, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. he likes to be in the know, and he doesn't like it when when people aren't telling him things. But yeah, yeah well, I think this I mean, was all about... Really does. Right. <laughs> well, of course not. But somebody who, it pre in a previous season, had such a high power and, like, position, and everybody followed them, I could see how it's hard to fall in line after that, you know? Yeah, because he was, like, absolutely... Yeah, he ran that house, and now he's a part of six people, of people, and he mm -hmm. doesn't have a lot of say over it. So, well, yeah. I think that what his downfall is is that he's used to being a leader. He's not used to being a follower. Correct, And yeah. every single person in the committee, with the exception of maybe Nicole, is used to being a leader, not a follower. Yeah. So, I, I every think single true. person... Yeah is trying to maybe be that head person then they really can't be right because each week whoever the committee whoever wins from the committee they have like different plans even though the same people go up they talk about different things and then it's like okay well they're not work they're not in a very cohesive mindset they're not really working together they're more so well at least one of us will win and we'll be safe and right. it's getting to a point where there's not going to be any, yeah, off. there's going to be no one left. I mean, Tyler and Cody really like David a lot. And I don't think that they, that's why Tyler did not use the veto because he didn't want David going up. And both Tyler and Cody have basically said if David had been put up, they were going to vote to keep him, even if that pissed Memphis off. They like him. They hang out with him. They do stuff with him. And I can see them actually rather playing with him than with Memphis. I can see that, too. I mean... I still don't think general, he's going to make it to the end, but... Oh, so... I mean, I think it's impressive as far as he's gotten so far. His goal was to make it to the jury. Yeah. And at the very, very worst, he's going to be the third jury member there. I think that he made his goal and hope that he gets farther. I really do. But if he doesn't, I think that he played a good game. Yeah. He didn't, I mean, he fought. He he fought all season. Yeah, and he came in at the biggest disadvantage. He played one day of Big Brother Yeah. before I this, know. and basically it wasn't even like he got put on the block and they voted, he played veto. It was not like that. There was basically, there was an HOH um, who, had, who had shook his hand and said, hey, look, well, let's work together. Uh, is this guy that ended up, he ended up winning, and he, a lot of people thought he was racist. That season, that was last season, and yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of people hated it because there was, like, racist stuff. Yeah, I saw that group chat. Oh, yeah, there's the group chat. And so, Jackson basically picked, he was told by Julie that HOH must pick four people to go into this like maze mm -hmm. and banished or whatever right well whoever whoever the last person was to come out was automatically evicted oh and this was on day one and every person he picked was a person of color except for uh, he picked uh, i think he that old guy he right? picked the older guy cliff hog i think so he had just shook Dave. I mean, it's still day one. He had just shook David's hand a cutling not that long ago, saying, "Hey, let's work together." And then he immediately puts him into this. And 
you know, it was, that's when the, the very first season people were already like, okay, well, this is a racist season. He just put in these people, and then that became the trend. You know, every week it was like those same people. Yeah, so that's how much David got to play. He never played a veto. He never actually got nominated. I don't think I remember ever seeing that kind of thing, Big Brother, but I may be wrong. There's tons of seasons. I haven't watched some of them in a very long time. But yeah. usually there's not a Usually purge. they don't just have the you know, on the first day, let's get rid of somebody. But they had this weird camp thing where if you got voted out, you could still stay in the house, but you were a camper. It, it was weird. It was a whole summer camp theme. And then basically, after they had so many campers that were live, you could live in the house, but they couldn't vote or anything. And they kind of slept in like that have not room was probably the same room that they had to stay in. So David, in that season, he was very perceptive and knew exactly what was going on, which is why I think people thought him coming in. He oh, he's going to be so perceptive, and he looks like he can do comps, but he didn't know the game. And so I totally believe he, he should come back, but I still believe it should not have been on All-Stars. I, I right. think they, I've said this so many times, but I think it should have been a second chances and then just don't put any winners on it. <laughs> you know, right. with Christmas, she was, I don't believe she's an All-Star. She broke her foot in the fir- early days of being on Big Brother, and she had foot surgery, and they... Told her. Christmas really disappointed me this season. In, the, in yeah. like the first couple episodes, I liked her so much, but boy, do I not like her anymore. She, oh, I don't she, want her either. She was such a huge disappointment. And the other two people that gave their goodbye, goodbye videos was David, which I thought was good because they had their, you know, little back yeah. and forth the whole time. And then Nicole, which obviously she says she was caught in the middle of July. And right. she voted to evict Ian, and she's so sorry. And of course, she has waterworks everywhere, and she's crying. And she hopes that Tavon gives her a chance to be friends on the outside because he really loves her a lot. And I don't um, think that's gonna happen. I but thought it that's was interesting <laughs> because Julie asked her about her. She she kind of starts talking about Nicole, and yeah. she's like, "Well, first let me ask you about what you thought about Tyler." And she's like, oh, the alliance? Like, I, I don't care about the alliance. Like, I knew that there was a big alliance. That doesn't surprise me, whatever. But Nicole and Danny, like, that's what surprised her. That's what she was hurt by. Yeah. And um, I don't know how, if one of them do end up making it to the final two, if they would have Devon's vote. I kind of feel like they probably wouldn't at this point. No. Unless she would just like to see a woman win over a man. Because, well, that might be true. Well, and it would be, a, I mean, I guess who they're up against. You yeah, know, it, it always depends Memphis on Memphis versus Nicole, I think she would still pick Nicole. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a hard but, one. That'd be a real hard yeah. one. I think yeah. that would be the hardest one. <laughs> Memphis versus Nicole, who do you vote for? That's but, a hard uh, one. Yeah, that would be a, a, a tricky one for sure. But I honestly um, don't think we're going to have any girls' final four. I think that as soon as the committee starts turning on each other they are going to go after nicole and danny possible christmas makes it she's the only girl i think has a chance at making it to like final four really Um, yeah that's just my opinion i mean they may make it just no they're not gonna make final four i'm sorry (laughs) i don't know well danny danny and nicole are working with cody but cody is also working with enzo uh-huh. And so it's kind of like, 
I think Cody is going to be a big part of which side is going to go which way. Because it, it could be a guy versus girl thing. Uh, right. <clears throat> I, well, mean, I mean, and next week should really shake things up a lot because at the very, very end of the episode, we got our, finally, uh, after a, a week-long tease, we got I know. Our, <laughs> our visit from our next-door neighbor, and we find out that it's Dr. Will, which, again, I've never seen before but i have heard of who he is and i know that he is a big name in the big brother world so that's really cool yeah um, i would say that dr will kirby is possibly the best player there has ever been okay okay so yeah that definitely makes sense then and then he give, he tells them that at the next week's veto competitions and hoh that they get the choice of prizes and power he, you know, kind of dropped a bomb on them and walked away. And then it ends with Julie telling us that next week we had a two-hour episode and that the first time ever we are getting a triple eviction. And we don't know if she will use her power or not, but all I know is that there's going to be a triple eviction next week and that that's how it ended. That's all we know. What did you, you said you didn't know who was going to use her power? Danny still has the option to use her oh, power. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, Julie ends it with, like, will Danny use her power? And next right. week we have a triple eviction, and that's how it ends. Yeah, that triple eviction is going to be a big deal. That is what may shake the house up. Because, like you said, we've never had one. Although, I've never seen Big Brother Canada, but apparently they do do it there. Oh, um, okay. But the way, I know you've never seen a double eviction, so the way it usually goes is we'll have, at the beginning of the episode, they will say, this is a double eviction, and people have to scram, you know, basically, I don't remember if they say it after the person is voted out, I can't remember that part, I'm trying to remember, do they tell them before they vote the first person out or not, but they, I think they do, because you have to go quick. So they go in and they vote out, you know, whoever they want gone, and they immediately have an HOH comp. And of course, it's, it's something that's really simple and fast, like a puzzle or get find something. Like they'll have a pit sometimes. You've got to find pieces inside this pit, things like that. Something that you can do really quickly. Or it might be uh, questions, you know, they can ask them questions pretty quickly. Then they come in and they, so whoever won HOH immediately has to put two people up and then they go play veto and then they have the veto the veto um, meeting and you have to decide right away if you're going to use the veto and if they do, then the head of household has to immediately think of somebody else. It's like you have to think fast. That's why they talk about it a lot. Like, what should we do if there's a double eviction? They will be they're, crazy. They're not, it's going to be crazy when they all. find out that it's a triple one. <laughs> so that's crazy yeah that'll be a crazy week for sure i'm definitely looking i mean it, it, it. it's like what they always say on double eviction night is it's a whole week of big brother and one night but this will be like two whole weeks of big brother and one night and they don't have the time to t i mean they there's commercial breaks and stuff so yeah they like run in and they start whispering and talking and stuff but they don't have much time to think about it or to talk about it so it, it right. is interesting Sometimes you see some crazy stuff happen, and sometimes they already know who, like, they already have a list. That's why you sometimes, especially on live feeds, I see them talking about, okay, if it's a double eviction this week, 
who are we going to do? Who are we going to do? How are we going to do it? And then they, so I've seen them already talking about that. They thought last week it was going to be a double eviction. And I think maybe the week before. Uh, but right. anyhow, yeah, that's going to well, be I very know interesting. That, I know that the chances are like slim to none, but I'm just going to go ahead and put it out into the universe anyway. Yeah. I hope that they do the double eviction normal style and they let, america vote someone out because if they let america vote someone out it will 110 percent change the game and that's what needs to happen i don't think they will do that but i'm sure that they probably won't but if they did then that is what would shake up the game more than anything else that definitely would i don't remember them ever letting america just vote somebody out i do know a while ago there was a season where we had america's player and that person had to do whatever America said. So if they won, they had to nominate whoever America voted for. You know, if they were voting, they had to vote however America said. So there, there was that. But um, okay. we couldn't just flat out. They were never like, okay, just who do you want gone? And they're gone. We've never had that before. A lot of times we get powers vote for your favorite player and they have safety for a week or something like that well we haven't had any voting they, at all. i know i'm very conf i'm like i really thought that there would be like the season that tyler was on was all about the hacker and they had secret things they did to win these hacker competitions and america could vote for i don't remember i'm so sorry it was only two years ago and i forgot but basically america can can usually either give a punishment or a reward to someone, but nothing as powerful as getting rid of someone in the game. But it's, who knows, uh, they... Hey, it's the first time that they're doing right. this triple eviction here, so who knows, there's a first time for everything. Right. I'm speaking it into the universe because I think that that would be the game changer of the whole entire season. If they were going to do that, they probably would already have voting open. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. But, you know, I they may, maybe not. If you don't see them asking for, they won't wait till the day of. <laughs> you right. know, they'll give America, like, usually a couple days to vote. But, I mean, they will give at least 24 hours, I think. So, yeah. Right. So, I mean, that'd be pretty cool if we could get rid of someone. But I just don't think they're going to give us that much power. My vote's for Memphis, 110%. <laughs> yeah, I've. I don't like Memphis at all anymore. I mean, I don't want... I said anymore. I mean, I liked him okay on his season. But his season had these really, really loud, big characters on it. So Memphis wasn't necessarily focused on as much. I guess maybe he was like that back then and I didn't know it. I don't know. He's definitely right. turned into this grumpy old man that... Just kind of a jerk. Just Yeah, he's just a jerk in general. So I want to ask you about this, and I did not personally see this, but I've seen people say that on the live feeds, as you know now, there has never been a black winner, mm -hmm. and Kevin is half black, Huh? and apparently Davon, I mean, people are saying that Davon said he wasn't black enough to be the black winner. Mm, I don't know if those are her exact words and I love Davon so I'm not I'm just saying what Dave I've been Von. reading I read that because she keeps saying her David has to win and I don't know if she told David 
he's not black enough or she said she well obviously she didn't say it in the dr because you didn't see that but she could have said it to some, i don't know i didn't see it unfortunately because i would I'm like not. to have seen it so i could explain it better but all i know is that she does not believe kevin winning would be, would be a black representation would be i disagree i think that it would be just because he has lighter skin tone to him as far as his being... mom is asian oh so his dad is black his mom is asian i almost feel like that i mean that's more diverse just because he doesn't look like tiger woods like tiger woods is half black and half asian that's true you know just because he doesn't look like Tiger Woods and he looks a little more light-skinned, like, doesn't mean that he's not half black. I yeah. mean, in my opinion, that would just be like saying that Corey from the challenge, if he won, that we wouldn't have a black winner. And that's not true. Corey is totally, you know, like, if you're yeah. half black, you're half black. Right. In my opinion. Right. No, I agree. I will. I would. I would. I would say the the school rule or whatever it is for like colleges when they if you're like a one eighth Native American or whatever oh, yeah. then you can get like more scholarships or whatever it yeah. is. Like one eighth. That's my cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I understand because Davon talks about how hard it is to watch these types of shows and see so few people that look like her and never see people that look like her win. So I think that's maybe what she meant is I mean, that you I know what that's i mean what she meant for sure like i don't think that i don't think she's trying to do a dig at I think, at him I, I think that davon is so strong in her stance and yeah. so, wants to make sure that her point is across so much that sometimes she even maybe blurs those lines a little bit right like this will not happen but if there was the final two was David and Kevin. Kevin She would vo she would vote for she would she would totally choose David. That's what I think too. Even though Kevin's been her like good friend and ally, she wants to see that representation and if it had not been for that, then she would have voted him out the week that they were trying to save Nicole. She didn't really like David. She didn't trust David. But she said that coming into the house that she would never vote out a black person. You mean Janelle? No. No, I'm sorry. Davon, I'm talking about, no, when they were, when Nicole. Like in the very, very beginning when David was first on the block and she couldn't, and she said that she could never, she could never yeah. vote out anybody he that was up against, like her. Yeah, that was Nicole Anthony he was up against. Oh, 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 I'm, yes, yes. Okay. Sorry, I'm sorry, I should have said which Nicole. Um, <laughs> Yes. I almost forgot about her. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, I understand. So, yeah. Um, you know, Kaser and Janelle tried hard to keep Nicole A, which also kind of sunk their game because people were like, why are you trying so hard for something that's not even going to happen? They went to Davon and Bailey, and Bailey was kind of like, I'll do it whichever way you want. And Davon went back and forth. She didn't like him. She didn't trust him. She didn't really want to vote for him to stay, but she said that she just could not vote out a black person. And I understand that. I understand that as best I can because I've grown up my whole life seeing plenty of people that look like me on TV. You know, so if I was of a different race and not seeing that, and I, and maybe my favorite show is Big Brother and I've never seen a black winner, I mean, I can definitely see why she would want him to stay and possibly win but you know i think that yeah. people you know of all different if all different nationalities kind of feel that way 
I just think that maybe they're not as vocal about it as Davon. Right. I think right before they went in was when a lot of the Black Lives Matter peaceful protests and things. Uh, so there yeah. may be, that was kind of ramping up. But I think she would have, even if that hadn't happened, she's said for a long time that the reason she goes on that show is to try to, to bring, to bring more, rep, yeah, more representation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, more power to her. I think um, Devon is a, a super great, you know, personality to have on reality TV. And uh, I think that, you know, she says that she likes Big Brother way more than she likes the challenge. But based on what I've seen on her challenge performances and on her Big Brother performance this year, I think she's better at the challenge. Personally. I totally agree. I agree. Bailey on the live feed, and obviously it was a while ago, but she was talking to people, and she said that she could never do the challenge again, that the challenge, I don't remember her exact words, it was toxic, things like that, and she's like, I could never do it again. I still have, like, emotional issues from it. And oh. So, I mean, in Bailey's season, they stayed in a bunker, and right. and once Swaggy left, she kind of had a really hard time. And her and Casey are no longer friends because of that. So I can right. see why she would say she'll never do that again. It was it was toxic. She said she prefers Big Brother because it's not it's not as toxic. I guess I'm saying the word toxic a lot because I can't think of a different word. Oh, yeah. I, I think she said toxic, but I can't think of anything else. So I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, no. I'm having a Cody moment. I don't have any vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> I need my thesaurus. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that I'd love to see Bailey back on the challenge. I think she did really well in all categories. Personally, for me, I, I play on a challenge fantasy league, and I had her on my team, and I won last season, and she's oh, the reason great. that I won. Oh, wow. So, like, oh, I think it, I might have, the one that Paul does. Yep, yep. Yeah, I, I, the last two seasons I forgot to sign up, but the first two seasons I really enjoyed that. I was horrible at it, but I, I enjoyed it's so it. Fun. I was really it's so bad fun. at it. Yeah. Um, well, right now there was a challenge mania pool to win if you know if you got the winner of this right, and I was the last person, and I ended up with Christmas. Um, wow. So I was like, oh. I was like, I can't even root for this person. And then there was this time where she seemed in the middle where I was like, oh, she's not that bad. She's yeah. actually kind of a nice person. And then once her HOH came out, I was like, oh, no. I was like, I do not want her to win. I'd rather someone else win and me just not win my competition. It is that bad. It's like if I had drawn Memphis, <laughs> I would have been the same way. One player, like, wins one of, like, at least when in the fantasy league that I was in, like, yeah. it's not like the player, like, completely wins it for you, but Bailey was consistent. I always try to pick a, a rookie, because there's always one rookie that stands out, you know? Oh, yeah. And I chose Bailey, and I just killed it all the way around. She had, obviously, her her uh, few romantic moments with Swaggy. She had um, competition moments. She had drama moments. She, had, she made it to the final. Like, she all around was one of my best players <laughs> yeah i always pick the wrong players you know i pick people i like <laughs> you know and it, it doesn't work out for me 
<laughs> I I think that with me, like I I didn't start watching the challenge until Rivals three. Oh, okay. And I have now gone back and I've watched since Rivals two, so I've I've caught up, you know, a little bit. I'm yeah. kind of going backwards a little, but I started with Rivals three, so I feel like some of my picks are because of people that I like, but right. my that I like are different than people that you like right. because I started at a different time. Right, because I've watched it since the first day it came on. So, yeah, we do have different – it makes sense that when you start is going to determine who you like best. That makes total right. sense. I yeah. mean, same thing with Big Brother. You know, if you didn't watch – now, I'm not talking about you, but, like, some people have, have been watching Big Brother for the last several years, but they right. didn't watch – you know, Kaser season, and they didn't watch Memphis's or Keisha's season. They so they came in with not realizing how amazing Janelle was. Sorry, but I am a big fan of Janelle. And um, yeah, I saw that she won like when in in her prime or whatever when she was on that she had won reality TV personality of the year, and yeah. she was up against like. I, I think the clip that I, I saw when she was talking about it, she said that she was up against Flavor Flav, which if she was on Big Brother at the same time that that show was big, then beating him was kind of huge because that was a yeah. pretty big show. It was, yeah. I remember watching it, and I remember on the second season someone pooping on the stairs. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but that's what stands out for me. I don't remember that, but that's It was on the second season, and she was wearing a dress and no underwear. And I don't know why, but, like, it was the very first episode, and he was picking who was staying and who was going, and he picked her. And then I don't know if she, it was just nerves or what, but she started going up the stairs, and it just started pooping as she went up the stairs. And he, I just couldn't believe it. I was like crying. Oh I was laughing God. so hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've been watching reality TV since basically there was reality TV, you know. So right. I, I used to watch all that so stuff. So my, I guess, like, I guess part of my, you know, story, if you will, sure. is that my, my parents were like super strict and I was not allowed to watch MTV when I was in, the, when I lived in their house. That's true for my family as well, so, uh, but I would sneak it. <laughs> my family was very strict. I wasn't allowed to watch MTV, but they would leave me at home alone or with my brother. And so, back then, yeah. both VH1 and MTV would show reruns. Like, they would do a marathon on the weekends a lot of times. Oh, and so if okay. my parents were gone for the day, I could wa I would just sit there and watch it all day. So. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. Okay, so me and my brother would sneak down to the basement, and we would watch Flavor of Love, but that was, like, our one show that yeah. we kind of got into secretively, but yeah. there weren't, like, too many shows that we could do that to, so that was just our one that we kind of, but yeah, so that's yeah. one of the reasons why I kind of started at Rivals 3 or whatever yeah. is because and you're a um, lot younger than me <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'll be I'll be 30 in November I'm 42 so I'm a lot older than you so I've been watching reality tv a long time <laughs> okay well, well so is there anything we have not discussed from this week I don't think so I think we really hit on everything and then even you know went on a little cha challenge tangent there for a yeah. little bit I, I will mention this again. If you like the challenge, you will love this podcast. It is called Challenge Mania, 
It's the best podcast for the challenge. And if you don't watch the challenge and you like Big Brother, you should definitely check out the challenge. It's yeah. good. It's on MTV. It's great. And you can now watch a lot of the seasons on CBS All Access. So, you know, I highly recommend it. It's it's my favorite reality show. Uh, although, see, I have a hard time, though, because I love Big Brother, too. But they're so different, you know. So, it's hard for me to say which one's my favorite. And then I like Survivor and Amazing Race. So, yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> so, who do you want to win out of everyone that's left? Oh, boy, that's hard. Out of everyone that's left, I think that I want Enzo to win, maybe. I do, too. I I like Enzo. I think that he's great. I think he's really funny. I think that he has proven himself in competitions. He's proven himself when it comes to alliances. He doesn't do too much backstabbing. He hasn't been in a whole lot of drama. So at this point, I would say that my number one is probably Enzo. And then I'm going to go ahead and follow that follow behind that Danny. I know that she's probably not going to make it that far. Yeah. But I would really like to see a female up there and number me, 3 females uh, left. Me too. Who's There's the one 3 I like the females. Most. I will tell you I don't believe we've ever had a season that is at this point in the game where there's only three females left. And that's why I say I don't think there'll be a female winner. I mean, three females left and two people of color left. So I think yeah. those five people my, right there, uh, well, well, maybe Kristen. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So My boyfriend's a Nicole fan, so. Really? Is, yeah. is this his first season as well? It is. Okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but, yeah, he's a Nicole fan, so okay. um, there's a little bit of battle there because I'm not the biggest Nicole fan. Yeah. Not <laughs> I mean, either. she's okay. She's not the worst. There are definitely worst cast members still on. But she's not my favorite by a long shot. <laughs> right. Okay, so you like Enzo, and then you like Danny. Danny. Those yep. are who you want to win. Who do you mm-hmm. think is going to win? Who do you think like is in the best position right now to win? I think that right now, probably Cody is in the best position to win. Yeah, I think Cody. Cody is in a really good position. And Enzo is not technically in. Enzo is just—he's he's not in the committee, but he's—he's he's kind of aligned in almost well, everybody's side deals. Yeah, Cody has told told him about the committee. He knows about the committee and stuff. And the committee considers—I've heard them repeatedly say—he's a friendly. Like, he's not on our committee, but he's a, a friendly for us. Well, He'll vote and one with thing us. that I thought was interesting that I heard Danny say on live feeds is that whenever she goes into DR, they always ask her about the committee, and she always is trying to talk about Core 4, which is Danny, Cody, Nicole, and Enzo. And right. she says, I don't get why they keep asking me about the committee when Core 4 are the ones that I'm really the most loyal to. So that yeah. means that Tyler, Memphis, and christmas christmas she's not really that attached to she's no. more attached to enzo than she is to any of those three. Oh yeah i don't think that danny and nicole like christmas i've seen them in like maybe two scenes together <laughs> <laughs> she's i mean she's just not a girl's girl she's definitely a guy's girl she's yeah. into, really into sports and things like she's very physically fit 
I think that she would be really good on the challenge. I'm not, when oh, I, like, she probably would be, her, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, she would kill it. She would crush. But then I started to get a little, know a little bit more of her personality, and I was like, oh, maybe not. So okay, <laughs> so do, who do you think would, who would you like to see on the challenge then? I would like to see Christmas because I think that out of all of them, she's one of the better competitors. Yeah, even she though is. Her personality-wise is a little controversial, but yeah. at the same time. A lot of people bring that to the challenge. So right, I can't the really challenge is always controversial, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm going to go ahead and say Christmas for my girl and Tyler for my guy. Okay, yeah, I think that that makes sense. I would also like to see Cody on. I would like oh, to see yeah. a, a season with Cody and Polly on it. I would love to see a season of Cody and Polly. I think that would be pretty cool. I want to see Enzo win, and I think Enzo has a good chance of making definitely to the Final Four. I do agree with you that Cody is in the best position right now. Some of it is going to be jury management. Uh, it's really going to come down to what happens when they start going after each other. I don't know if Cody will stay in that position, but right now I think Cody is set up best to win with Enzo possibly being next to him. I think Enzo wins. I kind of think Enzo wins no matter who he's sitting with, at least at this point, because he's so friendly he's and funny. Yeah. Nobody dislikes him. He doesn't go around lying to people. He tries not to, at least. His <laughs> conversations are, yo, bro, what we going to do this week, bro? What you going to do? Yo, we need to figure this out, yo. And I'm just like. <laughs> yeah, I He's funny. I, I like that he's different. I like that he talks like that. I know a lot of people probably don't because I, it's unconventional. I think it's but funny. But I think that he brings something to the table that nobody else does. And part of that is the way that he talks. And I'm, yeah. I'm not mad about it. I'm really yeah. not. I was very surprised to see him on the season. He did not have a pregame alliance. And he's from an older season. But I'm so glad they did bring him back because I am enjoying him being there. I think he keeps the house from being super gloomy, you know? Mm -hmm. So, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, not really. I think that we, I mean, we've covered a lot. Yeah. Well, I am so thankful for you joining me. I hope you've yes, had it's a been good a long time. time coming. Yes, I know. I was just waiting until you'd seen enough and understand the show, and I'm so glad that I had you on. You've been a great guest. Would you like to tell people uh, a way to follow you, or do you have anything you want to promote? Not really. I, I guess the main thing that, like, like you plugged the Challenge Mania podcast earlier. Right. Um, as, like, a side note to that, I help admin a the Challenge Maniacs Facebook group. Oh, which, with Greg? Yeah. Okay. Yep, with Greg. Yep, me, Greg, John are admins, and then Paul helps as a moderator. I'm not going to, you know, give myself too much credit. Greg does the majority of the work. <laughs> but... <laughs> That being said, it's a great group. It's really fun to be a part of. Greg posts uh, on the Stay in Challenge history every single day, yeah. and it's awesome. And it's just a really great community to be a part of. Just this last Tuesday, we actually just celebrated our two-year anniversary as a group. We have just right over 900 members right now and oh, wow. growing, and we're just we're really uh, excited for everything. So that would be, I guess, the main thing that I think that you know people would be, be interested in. Okay, um, so if mean, someone is on Facebook, 
They just search for challenge challenge maniacs challenge maniacs i'm a member of the group by the way i just i i spend most of my time on twitter so Uh like i wanted to make sure we got the name right and everything yep challenge maniacs on facebook um that's also where keep up with that and you're interested in being part of that fantasy league um during the challenge season that's where paul posts about all that and all that is done through that page So we're all maniacs that are part of that group. So that is that's where to go to that. I am on Twitter. Um, I'm not like super crazy active on Twitter, but uh, my handle is c underscore finley twenty two. But yeah. Yeah, and also if you like the challenge and you join their group, uh, Greg uh, typically does challenge bingo, which is also fun. Uh, yeah, yep. So, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff going on. If you're a big – like I said, I don't spend much time on Facebook. But if you are on Facebook, that's a great group to join and a great way to join the challenge community. And I will say the challenge, especially the challenge mania community, some of the best people I've ever met. I mean, just awesome people, and I love I love them all, you know. I know. I feel like I, I have – I've never been to a challenge mania live event. I live in Nebraska everything is really far away from me yeah and i haven't been able to make it to one yet because of that but i just like being able to just mainly talk to people through the group and i met you because danny added me to the big brother group and there's just so many so many people that i've met through through this page that it just it's it really is a great great community i totally agree well, thank you again. I know you have a busy weekend and you're doing an event and I pulled you away from that. So thanks for giving us that time. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, share my posts on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Basically, Do whatever you can to help me out if you don't mind. You can always find me on Twitter as Mary Becca. That's M-A-R-Y-B-E-C-K-A-H. You can also find me on Instagram, Mary Wiseman Francis. And you can email me at mary at realityaddict.net.